Now that you understand that insurance is about risk management, let's talk about some of those risks. Stay tuned. This is Thrive 1110 with Bold Care A of Bold Care Financial, guiding you toward business success and bringing clarity to personal finance. This is Thrive 1110. Welcome to Thrive 1110. This is the show where you get practical and biblical tips on business and money so you can thrive. And as you thrive, remember the Lord your God who enables you to thrive and be an agent of transformation for his kingdom in your family, in your community, and in your city. I'm Bold Kerry, your host. And uh, in order to catch up on previous episodes of Thrive 1110, you can go to the chri.ca website or to the thrive1110.ca website. That is thrive1110.ca. And while you're there, um, say hi, say something. So I know you've been there, you've been listening. It's always encouraging to hear from you out there. And um, as usual, you can also catch up uh, on CHRI by going on Spotify, Apple Podcast, or your other favorite podcast outlet. So today we are continuing on this subject of risk management. Um, the last episode, on the previous episode, we talked about the fact that insurance is actually about risk management. And I took the time to give you biblical foundations. I gave you at least three foundational verses that point toward the fact that insurance or risk management is something that you need to consider, something that you need um, to seriously actually consider um, given your set of circumstances. And I also um, took the time to uh, give you four options, four options as to as to uh, what you can do with those risks. And uh, just quickly, you have the choice either to ignore those risks, those financial risks um, that come with those unfortunate or sad events like death, disability, etc. So you could choose to ignore those risks, those risks, but as we saw, that is not a wise way to approach um, those types of risks. You could accept the risk for whatever reason. Maybe you have enough cash, you have more than enough that you can accept it, that you're okay if something like that happened, at least financially. You could mitigate the risk by trying to reduce that risk uh, or the likelihood of that event, of, of, a, of, a, of an unfortunate event like that happening. And lastly, you can decide to transfer that financial risk over to someone else, over to an insurance company. And that's when you're buying um, insurance. So today we are going to really zoom in on that fourth option where you are transferring the financial risk that occurs when one of these events like death or disability, sickness, etc. happens. So we are talking about transferring those risks. And again, transferring those risks is really all about um, buying insurance, buying the right type of insurance for you. And it's a risk management strategy. It's a risk management option. Now, 
Um, obviously, I talked the other day about different types of insurances, and I mentioned that we were going to focus on the personal types of insurances, meaning the life life insurances of this world, disability, critical illness, long-term care, and you could apply those same types of insurance to the business settings, uh, to the business world. In other words, um, the business can buy those types of insurances on people, on its employees, on its shareholders, uh, life insurance, disability, etc. Or you can acquire those types of insurances. You can transfer those types of risks at an individual level, meaning it is not your business who is buying them, but it is you as an individual who is acquiring those insurances. And uh, talking about this world of personal insurance, again, not the types of insurance like car insurance or home insurance, we are going to start by zooming in on um, life insurance, on life insurance. And in my opinion, the name is really not uh, the appropriate name because really nobody can insure life. But for sake of simplicity and uh, so that I don't confuse you, uh, let's just use the term life insurance. That's simply transferring the risk um, or the financial risk that uh, an an that a premature death, let's put it that way, uh, will have on your family or on your business, etc. So that is life insurance. So we are going to see uh, what life insurance is, the different types of life insurance. And I'm going to actually make some illustrations so you have clarity on what that is. Again, life insurance means... Um, that you are transferring your financial risk in case of death and you are transferring it over to an insurance company in exchange for a premium. So the insurance company will charge you a monthly fee, which is called a premium, to be able to accept that risk, given that you are transferring them the risk, meaning you are asking a third party, an external party, to um, to take on the risk, the financial risk of uh, what could happen if suddenly uh, death occurred. And uh, because you are the owner of that insurance or the business is the owner of that insurance, uh, whoever the, the owner is, you can name the beneficiaries. So you are naming who will be getting the financial benefits, who will be getting the proceeds um, if death occurs, who the insurance company would be paying. And talking about life insurance, uh, we'll, we'll tackle the other ones um, probably during other episodes, um, not necessarily uh, like back-to-back -back episodes, but we will probably cover them through other episodes. But talking about life insurance, you generally have two categories of life insurances. You have a term insurance and a permanent insurance. And you would ask, which one is what? Uh, what's the purpose of a term insurance? What's the purpose of a permanent insurance? What do you need specifically, you who are listening to me right now? Let's go to our Let's Get Practical section. Bold. Let's Get Practical. So I said that we have two types of life insurance. Uh, term insurance and permanent insurance. Let's start with term insurance. 
Term insurance simply is generally a type of life insurance that starts and ends at uh, given specific dates, basically. So you know when it starts and you know when it ends. So it is temporary in its nature. In other words, you are transferring the financial risk that happens with death. You are transferring that risk over to an insurance company, but only for a limited period of time. And that's what a term insurance is. So it's temporary, it covers you, um, and it stops. Um, technically, technically, and I don't want to bore you with those technical details, um, if you wanted it to continue past that um, determined or predetermined duration, it could continue. But then your premiums, which um, you remember is what you are paying monthly or yearly to the insurance company, that could easily double, triple, or quadruple. So in practical terms, just view a term insurance as an insurance which is limited in time and generally for a predetermined amount of coverage. And I'm going to give you an example, an illustration um, uh, now so that you can understand what a term insurance is. And for that, I'm going to just make up a, a persona and I'm just picking up on the name Sylvia. So if your name is Sylvia, it's not that I know you, it's not that I know your personal situation, but I'm just picking up on this name for this example. And uh, let's imagine Sylvia going into a conversation with an insurance company called Insurance ABC. And Sylvia says, hey, uh, Insurance ABC, I want to transfer my financial risk in case I die. I want you to give to my family 500000 if I passed prematurely. Then Insurance ABC would, would reply, okay, Sylvia, so how long do you want me to take over that financial risk? In other words, how long do you want to transfer that risk over to me? And Sylvia maybe would reply something like, well, I guess uh, by the time uh, I finish paying up my mortgage, um, by the time, um, so my house is free and clear, by the time my kids grow up and uh, are out on their own and are no longer financially dependent on me, I've paid all their uh, um, education, etc., or whatever. So they are no longer dependent on me. They are out of the house. Uh, by the time I've accumulated enough savings and I don't have much debt, etc., I think it'll take me about 20 years. So uh, uh, Insurance ABC, would you be okay to accept, to receive the risk, the transfer of risk that I'm that I'm initiating here? Would you be okay to take on that risk for 20 years for me? So that if anything happened to me during that 20-year period, you would be covering financially for my family or for my business or for my employees, no matter who the beneficiaries are. Then Insurance ABC would reply something like, okay, okay, Sylvia, let me assess the risk that I'm taking with you so I can have a better appreciation 
of the level of risk that I'm taking. In other words, let me see how much I'm going to charge you because um, I understand better the type of risk that I'm accepting by accepting to take on that responsibility to, to cover, to provide financially for whoever you have named as beneficiary. So Insurance ABC would, for example, ask a bunch of questions to Sylvia and, and just for the sake of really appreciating the, the level of risk that they are taking. So Sylvia, are you sick right now? Have you been sick lately? Um, do you live a dangerous lifestyle? Do you like do bungee jumping or, uh, or whatever? Do you fly planes just for fun? Um, yeah. So do you work in a job that is physically demanding? Um, and, and are there many risks of physical injury, um, at your job, etc.? How old are you, by the way, etc., etc.? And maybe nowadays, um, uh, yeah, are you a, a boy or a girl? Are you a female or male, etc.? Um, don't want to get into more complications uh, than that if you know what I mean. So, yeah, Insurance ABC would ask those questions to assess the level of risk they're taking as they accept uh, the transfer of risk request initiated by Sylvia. And then if they think um, that they cannot take that risk, if they think that, no, Sylvia is really too much of a risk for us because we know that for sure within two years or within three years, we'll have to pay out that 500000 Maybe they'll say, well, Sylvia, sorry, we, we can't take on that risk. Maybe go see another insurance company. But if they assess that, yes, it is a risk that they can take on because they have people internally and they're looking at statistical tables and this and that and this and that, and they've determined that it is okay, maybe they'll get back to Sylvia and say, okay, Sylvia, for the next 20 years, given that this is the time frame that you want to be uh, transferring the risk over, if, um, if you want us to do that, for the next 20 years, you will pay me, you will have to pay us $50 per month. So if you agree to that, Sylvia, if you agree to paying us $50 per month, as long as you are paying that $50 per month, we guarantee you, we assure you that if something was to happen to you, if you were to die unexpectedly or prematurely, even if it is just tomorrow or in five years or in 10 years, we will pay out that $500,000 to whoever you have named as beneficiary. And Sylvia would say, yeah, let's do it. And that's it. In that case, Sylvia just bought what is called a term 20 life insurance simply because she transferred her risk over for a time period of 20 years. And in exchange, during that time, she is going to be paying a monthly premium, a monthly $50 fee. So that that's what, in essence, that's what a term insurance is. And you can actually have a term insurance, not just for 20 years, you can have it for 10 years. 
if you deem that you only want to transfer the risk over for 10 years. You can have a term insurance for 25 years, for 30 years, and probably some variations in between all of all of what I just said, um, which are just examples. So that is, in essence, what a term insurance is. And uh, it is it is nothing more than you transferring your financial risk in case of death to an insurance company for a defined period of time, for a predefined amount of money. And uh, in that case, for Sylvia, her need was to make sure that uh, while she has a mortgage, she wants to make sure that there's no financial burden to her family if she's gone. While her kids are still under her care, financially dependent on her, she wanted to make sure that there's no financial problem if she passed, um, etc. So, so those types of needs, when you know that the need is only going to be there for a given period of time, those types of needs would require if you wanted to transfer the risk, would require a term insurance. So you wouldn't need a permanent insurance for a need that is only temporary. You would go for a term insurance. Now, let me just quickly mention something here regarding term insurances, given that that I talked about mortgage. It is very common, if not in 100%, of the cases, if you go to buy a house, a property or rental property, whatever, whoever is the mortgage broker talking with you or the financial advisor actually doing the mortgage for you, especially if they are not Christians, they will position automatically an insurance for you. They will want you to buy an insurance for the mortgage that you are getting. Well, behind that, I would say it's good. The idea is good, meaning if something happened to you and you died, the mortgage would be paid off. That's the idea behind it. But the type of product that they would want you to get is not necessarily the ideal product for everyone. So those mortgage insurances that you get when you sign a mortgage or when you buy a property they are not necessarily the right type of insurance for you. And in most cases, you can have better types of insurances to cover for those mortgages. So if you are in that situation where you have a mortgage insurance or you're seeking to transfer your financial risk or the financial risk for your family um, for a period of time and you don't know what to do or you're wondering if uh, you have made the right decision, please get in touch. Bolt at thrive1110.com or go to thrive1110.ca and send me a message through that website and I'll be able to assist you, answer your questions, direct you to the right place, etc. So that is for term insurance. And uh, I just took a little time to talk about those types of mortgage insurances that Um, mortgage brokers or advisors will try to push on you. Certainly not more than enough. More than enough is is run by my good friends Dave and Reb, and they will not corner you into taking these types of insurances, which are not necessarily the best thing for you. Uh, So generally, um, they will try to, people will try to push this on you 
but be aware that it is not necessarily the best option. Talk with good mortgage brokers like uh, Dave and Reb for more from more than enough, or contact me. Um, you have my, you know how to get in touch with me. So that was regarding um, uh, term insurance. So you have a, a pretty good idea as to what term insurance is now, and you know how it works. And again, it's just a transfer of financial risk. Now, let's pivot into permanent insurance. What if your need um, does not have an expiry date? It is not a temporary need like a mortgage when you know it is going to end at a given time. It is not like a need to make sure that you can um, that your kids are well taken care of while they are growing. With, that also is temporary because at one point the kids would leave the house. They would, uh, by God, by God's grace, be financially um, independent from you. But how about these more long-term types of needs or permanent needs? So that is what permanent life insurance covers. And there are various types of permanent life insurances. Uh, two main categories of permanent life insurances, you have whole life insurance and you have universal life insurance. And between those two, whole life and universal life insurance, you have sub-variations. And I don't want to get into that, but suffices to say that these two types of insurances are permanent insurances that would cover you indefinitely. So as long as you are paying your premiums, you will be covered. And uh, the needs that sometimes uh, could warrant the use of a permanent insurance is, for example, the need to pay for taxes in your estate. You don't know when you're going to pass. Um, hopefully, you live a long and healthy life, but that will happen one day that you're going to pass or you're going to graduate, as I like to call it. So one day you're going to die. And uh, there could be taxes um, in your estate. So some people say, hey, you know what? I don't want my beneficiaries to have to deal with that tax. Therefore, I want it so that any time when I pass, there is money from an insurance company that covers for that tax. That is a permanent type of need, a long-term type of need, because you don't know when you're going to pass. It could be 20 years, it could be in 40 years, it could be more than that, and uh, you really want to take the right type of insurance to cover for that. And there are all sorts of philosophies regarding permanent insurance, right? There are some um, um, advisors that will say, well, no, don't buy uh, uh, permanent insurance, just buy term insurance and... Uh, Whatever the difference in cost is between the term insurance and the, and the permanent insurance, invest that difference. And that will make up for, for your need uh, to pay for the taxes when, when, when death happens down the road. Well, and there are others who well, say, no, um, just get the permanent insurance while you can, while you're healthy, because there are other advantages that come with the permanent insurance. And I might talk about those advantages uh, in, a, in a subsequent episode of Thrive 1110. But uh, suffice to say that there are reasons 
why people would want permanent insurance, why permanent insurance would be a good use of your money if uh, if if you're in if you feel if you're um if if uh, you have those needs some of those needs and I didn't really uh, go through an exhaustive list of why somebody would need a permanent insurance. If you have questions regarding that, uh, feel free to reach out again, bold at advisors, sorry, bold at thrive1110.com. That's bold at thrive1110.com or go to thrive1110.ca and send me a message through there. And with that, I want to ask you these same questions that I asked the other day. And I want you to answer that for yourself. First question was, what would happen to your spouse, to your family, to your children, your business partner, your employees, your clients, if you were to die prematurely or be disabled by sickness or accident unexpectedly? How would you or would they square off financially? Let me repeat that question. What would happen to your spouse, your family, your children, your business partner, your employees, your clients, if you were to die prematurely or be disabled so you can no longer work by sickness or accident unexpectedly? How would you or how would they square off financially? That was the first question. The second question, which is connected to that first one, is, are you 100% okay with your answer to that first question? Are you 100% okay with your answer to that first question? And if you are not, you want to make sure that you take action. Reach out to your financial advisor. If you don't have one, reach out to me so that this, the answer to this question, are you 100% okay with your answer to question one so that the answer to that question is a resounding yes. And if you just want to have a review of your insurances to make sure that you are fine, that whatever you have suits you and is the best thing you can have given your set of circumstances, given your business, given this and that, reach out to me so I can offer uh, this type of review to you for free. I won't charge you for this type of review. So you can reach out for this type of review. So we're going towards the end of our episode today. And certainly I'll continue on this subject to quickly cover the other types of insurances like disability insurance, critical illness insurance, long-term care insurance, and how all of these insurances like life, crit uh, disability, critical illness, um, etc. could apply to the business setting or to the ministry setting, why you need that or why you could need that in a business setting and how to go about it. So that will be the subject of another episode. But for now, go ahead and do what you know to do. If you've gotten something out of today's talk, go ahead and do it. Answer those two questions and if you're not satisfied, if you want to review, take action. Do it. You can do it. 
It's in your hands. We'll support you. So take courage and do it. I know you can do it. We are at the end of our time today. Um, as usual, reach out. Even if it is just to say hi, it's always encouraging to know that uh, there are people out there who what is being done here through Thrive 1110 um, is, um, is, bene- uh, is, is, is a benefit. So let me know that uh, this is you, that you're benefiting from what is happening here at Thrive 1110. And if you have questions, topics that you'd like to be covered in a subsequent episode, if you have a particular case that you, you, maybe you want to be showcased in Thrive 1110, make it known to me by going on the website and reaching out to me and we'll arrange for that. And we can use maybe the case in your situation as, as uh, uh, to drop practical points for everybody else's benefits. So my name is Bold Kerry. I'm your host. This is Thrive 1110. See you next week. When honest people prosper, the whole city celebrates. Thrive 1110. To learn more or to connect with Bold, go to thrive1110.ca.